Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. Always interesting. It truly does never fail to disappoint Wyatt. And I think we may know what's coming. And then the opening weekend each and every year raises our eyebrows. And maybe it did the same for you as well. Yet another edition talking about the league that is unlike any other overreacting, maybe reckless speculation probably yep. to the opening weekend of UMAC play Ryan alongside Wyatt as always Mr. Morell how are you doing now that we are two games into this glorious season oh you said it best you think you know the answers to the test and then somebody changes the questions who is that John Rothstein John Rothstein that uses that one and I'm not really sure where he gets it from but <laughs> what a strange opening weekend but strange really, there that's a, that's a that's word that's another verb or is it a verb is strange a yeah. verb I don't know Adjective. It's another word you can use to describe what (laughs) took place this past weekend. Where to even start? I mean, do we just go through this and take a look at the most surprising results first? The ones that are the easy, low-hanging fruit, as you would say, to really dissect? Or how how do you want to do this? Well, if you don't want to put me on the spot, I'll put you on the spot. Wyatt, the most surprising result of the 16 games this weekend. You can go to Friday. You can go to Saturday. You can go woman. You can go men. Go whatever direction you would like to. The one game that raised your eyebrows where they almost hit your glorious hairline. Thank you for that comment. I appreciate that. <laughs> a lot of people talk about my you hair. You got good my hair flow. Like, I don't you know why everybody flow. feels the need to Folks, make it. Folks, why it's blushing. He's, he's blushing. He's got great hair, though. You made this difficult on me because I could probably come up with one for each side. But if I only get to pick one, it's probably got to be Northwestern on the men's side, losing to Martin Luther. That's got to mm, be the most surprising Friday result. night, New Alm. Friday night, that's how you get the season started. It was one of those games you feel like, Okay, it's a good story. Martin Luther's hanging around. They're playing well. They're up in the second half. But Northwestern's going to win the game, right? They hadn't lost to him since 2008. It's like they're going to wake up from the bad dream eventually. Like like, they're going to snap back into it. Like when Purdue lost to Fairleigh Dickinson. It was like, well, it's not going to (laughs) happen. And then it happens. And you're like, huh, that's interesting. What a comparison. You, You were the one that told me that the Knights coach, Greg Holtzheater, was on the team the last time the Knights yeah. beat the Eagles? 2008. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's got to be the most surprising result of the weekend and really what ended up being a poor weekend for Northwestern. We'll get into that yeah. a little bit later on. But the Knights deserve, you know what, let's get some finger snaps there for those that can hear it. Ryan's going to clap. I'm going to Remember our joke snap. from the past, Wyatt? I, I don't know how to snap. That's oh, why I'm yeah, clapping. Sure. I'm exposing myself again, but, but I'm being honest. But the Knights deserve some love, right? Yeah, What absolutely. a performance. What a win. Yeah. It ended First up being win of the season. 1-0. They were 0-6 they were above, going into the game. They're above 500 in conference play. Northwestern Wyatt, our sources tell us, was undefeated. We have very reliable sources on that, too. So, in this game, it wasn't a case of somebody's always got to go. Because 
Both O's could have stayed. Northwestern could have remained unbeaten. Martin Luther could have remained winless. Yeah, and and instead both the O's go. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Well, and how bitter is that for the Eagles? You start seven and zero, and then you get to the games that start to matter, and you yeah. lose both of them, and put together yeah. maybe your two poorest performances of the season. So I'm sure we're on time for a tap. Yeah, they can't maybe feel very good about themselves right now, and they got to kind of turn the page and put it behind them. Would you agree? Is that the most surprising result you had on? The weekend, you I would, would agree. You'd go a different direction. Can, can I read this short snippet that we have from the recap? I, this I hope you do because it's fantastic. So shout out to uh, sports information director for Martin Luther Tremendous College, job. Adam Hussman. Th- this is how he wrote it in the recap. The MLC student section quickly emptied their seats and no, not in a race to head back to the library for a late night study session in preparation for their upcoming semester exams, but rather to storm the court. In a pure celebration. I love that. Well done. That, that well is done, Mr. Hussman. They don't get to celebrate a ton of wins in New Ulm. I mean, let's yeah. just call it the way it is. They know and it. When you they know do, yep. they go all out. So props to the Knights on a fantastic win. So that certainly was one of the surprising results. Another one, well, I mean, we can stay on Northwestern side of things, hop over the women's side. How about Bethany Lutheran taking down the Eagles? Not only in that game, Ryan, but let's go to the game on Friday night against Martin Luther. The Knights hung around with Northwestern's women's squad as well. So the Eagles, a little lackluster for a team that dominated last year. Yeah. We thought they were the clear favorites this year. Is that not the case, or are we overreacting? And Do you want to get into that now? I mean, we're not even 10 minutes in. That's a big question we're we got to answer. Are, are we answering in. that big question? You don't have to, <laughs> but I'm just saying, as we look at these surprising results, that's another one. And yeah. for a team that was so dominant, it's it's a little bit perplexing. Yeah, I was going to put you on the spot. Go ahead. A question for Coach Calls Club, but I'll maybe leave it till later when we talk about the whole weekend. All right. Because we got to give people something to look forward to. But it is perplexing. There are questions with Northwestern. But Wyatt, I don't know if you're aware of this one as well. This was also a winless team so far on the season on their home floor to get their first win against Northwestern. Yeah. The first win for Emma Perfest in her tenure as the new head coach at Bethany Lutheran comes against the defending regular season and UMAC tournament champions. And they did the whole water deal in the locker room and all that good stuff as they should. Exactly. And we'll talk maybe more about the game in depth a little bit later on, but that's right up there in the top three, four results of the weekend in a game that goes right down to the wire and, they won it. I mean, give them credit. It wasn't like, you know, okay, they're up by eight with two minutes left and they just held on for dear life. No, they made plays down the stretch to win that ball game and a kind of a bizarre end wide, if I can say real quickly, and maybe we will get into more of this ball game now. I'm, I'm kind of letting you lead and I, I will Go follow. Ahead. Let's just but talk about it now. They won by one. Northwestern was down four. Bethany missed a free throw. Northwestern got the rebound and they lost by one, but it's one of the more incredible shots I've seen in the history of the UMAC to end this game. And the camera didn't pan fast enough from left to right. Grace Landvik chucked it with one hand from the opposite free throw line and it went in to make it a one point loss. So it wasn't as close as as you're saying. I say it went in because of the reaction and what the announcer said, but the the camera didn't pan fast enough from left to right. So I can't confirm the ball actually went in, but they put it up on the scoreboard. Anyway, just a a funny ending to the game, but uh, it, it was over even with that missed free throw 
for Bethany Lutheran. And sometimes you miss it on purpose because of that very reason. You know, it's already sure. over. You don't let them advance the ball four, or something. It wouldn't have a timeout. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, but I, super, super impressive. And I mean, if you're going to pick a spot to get your first win for both Martin Luther on the men's side, Coach Holt Cedars Club, for Bethany on the women's side, Coach Perfest's club, you pick that spot. Yeah. They know the saying, Wyatt. You non-con for show. And you UMAC for the dough. We because use UMAC plays where you make your hay. I think we got They know that, though. They, they took know. it to heart. They do know it. Um, all right, you're going to give me the big breaking news with Northwestern women's team because you told me earlier. Is it you're breaking? Gonna, I, it's not. To me, it's going to be breaking because I don't okay. know. There's a specific player that didn't play for the Eagles this weekend. It's worth noting. Hurt yeah. my fantasy squad. Yeah. And, you know, we we can get into that here in a little bit, too. It's not looking good. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are you? How upset are you? I'm frustrated with my performance for my team, but, you know, a lot we'll of it's out of We'll get into more of the fantasy later. Yeah. We're, we both went, by the way, 11 and 5 in our predictions, just so people are aware of that. So, I mean, not terrible. We're not going to hit 100 wins, though, going 11 for 5 each week, Ryan. We need to no. be better. But the opening lot, weekend is always... A lot always, of surprising results, yeah. though, yes, that are out of our control. Yep. Why did this particular individual not play what can you tell me and our listeners about the situation going on here in roseville well first and foremost i mean northwestern still had enough to win against bethany but it's also worth it's also worth noting because you could argue it's their best three-point shooter and we're talking about the junior riley hershey she comes off the bench but she's been scorching above 50 percent from deep so far this season she I, i was watching friday night and i'm thinking Okay, if she's hurt, she's probably still on the bench, and she's just in street clothes. But I didn't see her Friday. I didn't see her Saturday. I could have missed it. But on the stream, I'm like, okay, she didn't play in the game. I know that. Can't see her on the bench. What's going on? One of our sources, and as you say, Mr. Morell, you don't name your sources because then they stop doing you favors. Correct. But shout out to this source for letting us know. So Riley is a nursing major at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. Actually. And there is a mandatory trip that is happening for the nursing program in Brazil. And so she is nowhere near the upper Midwest what in, in the, the United world? States. But the good news is, Wyatt, she will be back in 2024. So Northwestern plays non-con game coming up on Saturday. But she'll be back for the rest of UMAC play. I know it's not great for your team. But it's I not, think this no. means you don't you don't have to draft another player. There's there's nothing wrong with yeah, with hey. Hershey's abilities, and we we didn't know going into the weekend that she wouldn't play. But uh, thankfully, it's not injury related. That is good news. I'm gonna have to talk to my wife about this because she's been doing her clinical Whoa. here at Northwestern as a nurse. She graduated from Bethel as a nurse a couple years ago. I'm gonna have to know if she uh, knew anything about this, and if she <laughs> did and did not disclose this information, we're gonna have to have a so after all conversation. This, your deficited fantasy is gonna be blamed on Haley after all this. It's one of the many factors <laughs> that is playing into this, based on this news that I'm receiving here tonight. Okay, like you said, not an excuse. Northwestern had enough, could have won the yeah. game, probably should have. If yeah. your coach called you, look back and say we missed a lot of opportunities, but give Bethany credit, huge yes. win. If you would have seen this result a couple of years ago, we wouldn't think anything of it. We would have said instant classic between two great programs. But this is a win now for Bethany in the direction they've been trending that they had to have. Maybe this will turn things around for them, yes. get them back on the right track to getting to where they used to be. So congrats to the Vikings. Fantastic game out there in Mankato this weekend. Well, and if you want to finish just our thoughts on Bethany now, so, I mean, they, they win the game against Northwestern again by one, but it yep. it wasn't that close. I mean, there was the, you know, 
It was close. Landvik had the close. miracle heave, and it, it, we'll, we'll maybe talk about in fantasy later. I appreciate that shot and everything else Landvik did over the weekend. I don't think the Eagles could ask for much more out of her, but they win that game. 69 to 68 first game of the weekend though wide I think it's even more impressive they beat Northwestern on the back end of a back-to-back less than 24 hours later they don't have to travel but hosting another big game at home the night before they lost by 16 to North Central wasn't close down the stretch only scored 50 points in that ball game so for coach Perfest and her staff to flip the script that quickly for a team that hadn't won all season long to get them up for that game against Northwestern, not just come out strong and have a good opening half, and then what happens with so many teams that we've seen in the past, Wyatt, now in this iteration of the UMAC when you have to play Friday, Saturday, some teams lose their legs, quite frankly. In the back half of a game on Saturday, they had enough to get it to the finish line. Super, super impressed by that performance from Bethany. And what I have to ask you, since we're talking about this ballgame, and I told you earlier I was going to ask you a question about this. It's your first win of the season. Comes against Northwestern, defending conference champs. It's the first win for Emma Perfest in her career at Northwestern at Northwestern. At Beth at Bethany as the head coach, excuse me. Did that warrant a court storming, Mr. Morell? I mean, you love to talk about some spots in sports that deserve the, the field storming or the court storming. Does, no. It no, does not. That doesn't de- Okay, second question for you. If it didn't deserve a court storming, did it deserve a court sprinkling? I, I mean, something. We don't have to have a full-on storm you know or it's thought. fast and furious you... and thunderous. Could they have sprinkled on the floor or was that too much? We don't need to be court storming the first UMAC weekend of the season in December, Ryan. That's my opinion on it. I don't But care. These, are, these are moments. They're I big moments. It, but we don't need that. Would we have remembered this more if they at least afterwards. had a court sprinkle? Well, they had water in the locker room. We know That's that. That's what I'm saying. Just keep it there. Okay. So you appreciate that Bethany fans held they back the urge up. to court storm. It. Yes. <laughs> They're doing it the right way. They understand. We don't need to storm. We don't need to storm the court <laughs> in December. Okay. If they did a if they did a court sprinkle the if they did a court sprinkle I don't think you could have. I know them. we're by you know Christmas right now. I'm not trying to be the Grinch. I'm not trying to be some not guy a, who's you're not, not a fun, mean one. Okay, but we're not court storming in December. That's ridiculous. Okay, my opinion. Sorry. Okay, take I, I, I like it. the take. I appreciate it. I'm taking it. I'm not leaving it. I want to switch gears a little bit because you're talking about Bethany and how they, you know, got off on the wrong foot on Friday night against North Central. I think Bethany's win over Northwestern makes North Central look even more impressive because they handled their business on the road by 16. Yep. And how about Caitlin Ryan, UMAC Player of the Week? Not even a player we mentioned, Ryan. Did, did you take the point. wrong Caitlin? You you took Caitlin with a K, Vanderplug, and you didn't take didn't Caitlin take with a C, one. Ryan. Vanderplug <laughs> delivered as well, had a very good weekend. So you, would, you wouldn't change it now if I let you change it? No. We'll get into I'll more keep, exacts of fantasy later. But yeah. Caitlin Ryan, though, pacing the way for the Rams this weekend, leading them to the 2-0 start and winning UMAC Player of the Week. They're in a position right now, and what's scary is that Joella Talso is coming off the bench she didn't even start. Will it stay that way is the question. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... that's. You and know. I think it's some kind of knee injury. I don't want to speculate too much, but, you know, a really substantial brace, I mean, in, in the action that I watched. Yeah. But it's great to see her back. Because remember, this time last week, you and I were talking, Wyatt. We didn't feel comfortable taking her in fantasy and really talking totally in depth about what North Central could have to start the conference season because she'd played next to no action so far this year. So good to see... Number three back for NCU. Yeah, they got a lot of weapons. Very impressed with North Central as they start 2-0 because they got that win, and then they took care of business against Martin Luther as well. So 
I guess as it stands, before we do any more games, on the women's side, you have undefeated weekends from North Central and Superior, so they start 2-0. and oh. yep. Then you've got a just nice mix in the middle with four squads at 1-1, one and one, Northwestern, Morris, Crown, and Bethany, and then the Knights and the Lumberjills are 0-2 oh to start the season. So that's what we're looking at right now. Four teams make the playoffs, remember, so it is important to note the standings early on. You don't want to dig yourself too far. Are you saying it's getting late early? I would say if I'm the Knights and the Lumberjills, I'm pressing the panic button already. One of the three red lights is flashing. <laughs> They're all flashing. They're man. all flashing. They, what? They got it. They They're gotta all flashing in out. December. I, I you're telling Coach so. Garish that he should be not getting six or seven hours of sleep, but he should be going down to four or five at this point. Gotta because be studying. Be we got to be studying film, Ryan. We got to make sure. Yeah, your hours of sleep should not be as many this time of year as they would wow. be in the summer. Okay. Um. But, you know, an interesting group right there in the middle. Crown looked good to get their one win. Morris and Northwestern, as we know, right up there at the top, they're both one and one and are good squads. And then Bethany, I mean, hey, if they play like they did on Saturday, they could be right in the mix as well. So, And that's why I had them just on the outside looking in. If I can say real quickly, Wyatt, to what we were talking about in our predictions last week, yeah. I think Bethany's going to be right there, and they proved a lot with that win to not make me look so foolish after there were some things that were being said after Friday. But, you know, it's a long season. We'll see what happens. I'm glad you take the time to acknowledge your success and your... This is why I had them there, Wyatt. Well, this is hey, why I did that. Hey, it could change quickly, though, and then you can point it right back at me. It's okay. Because there's plenty of things I got wrong this weekend, too, that we can, you know, talk about throughout this. How about Superior and Morris? Let's talk about that game. First off, Superior, heck of a job on Friday. I mean, they gave Crown no chance in this game. Just jumped on them and rolled... 70 to she, 26. She backs up her word. There, yes. I, I caught some of this game, especially in the first half. Their press rattled the crown guards. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Mackenzie Latsky so disoriented with the basketball. And, you know, you need help. It's not just one player to break a press. But her and Urbina were not comfortable in that ball game. And Coach Carpenter's club was, pardon the pun, swarming at the Mertz from the get-go. Because sometimes we hear from teams wide, okay, we're going to press the whole game. We're going to be in your face. That means a different thing for each coach. Does that mean full court, man-to-man, trapping in the corners, making you throw over the top? Does that mean the whole nine yards or just six yards? It was the whole nine yards for UW Superior Friday night at the Mertz. Those fans were treated to a defensive clinic. Where Sorry, does, what were you saying? Well, where does that saying come from, the whole nine yards? The whole yards? nine yards. I don't get it. Do you want me to look it up? You need 10 yards for a first down. I'm going to be so distracted if I look, look it up. Look it up. I'll, I'll take okay. the conversation for now. You look that up. <laughs> okay. As I was saying... Really impressed by Superior. Never gave Crown a chance. Like you said, the defense is suffocating. Then they hold Morris the next day to 41. We're going to talk about that game in a little bit. Morris had a nice win over Northland to even just kind of prepare for this game where they they weren't really tested much. But then Superior comes out. Two really good teams. We said this was probably the game of the week on the women's side. Yeah. And Superior just jumped on them. They took a 17-point lead into halftime. And the defense is just incredibly impressive. They held Maddie Grove, who we both think was kind of a dark horse for conference player of the year, maybe freshman of the year. They held her at three of 14 shooting Ryan from the field. Mallory Anderson, two of nine. And then Jaden Sandral, O of eight. There is your padlock stat from this one. That defense is not to be messed with right now out in Superior. Well, and if you flip to the other side, I mean, I know you wish Maddie would have done more this weekend for your squad. How about Elise Bessonet? Yeah. I mean, it's not like they lit up the scoreboard, but this is kind of what we expect from Superior. If Coach Carpenter can draw one up, they don't even score 60 points, Wyatt, but the result, never in doubt, after a 12-point cushion after the first quarter, 
I think this is kind of the blueprint for Superior. Dominant, even though they're not scoring a lot. I'll let you do the honors of running down the exact numbers from Elise Bessonen, who was only on the bench for two minutes all ball game. We asked in our fantasy selections, and we were going through it, can she possibly keep this up? What was it where you you had a great number? You said through yeah, the she, first seven games or whatever it was, she sat a total of 22 minutes like 20, or something? Yeah, it was something in seven like games. that. I'd have to listen back. But it was by far the most in the conference. Mackenzie Latsky was up there as well. Like you said, 38 minutes. The next closest to her uh, was 29. You know what I mean? So they are trusting her. Coach Carpenter is saying, you got to stay on the court. You're the leader. And she just casually goes for 24, 6 of 10 from deep. You know what I say about the three ball, Ryan? Don't be shy. Let it fly. Three is worth more than two. Well, that, that's true. So let's, hey, let's take advantage and knock down some triples your, when we can. Your college education. It paid off. Yeah. <laughs> I learned I learned something. Um, so, yeah, i just really impressed with Superior. I don't know what more can be said. This team just is really, really strong, and there's a lot to like early on. Yeah. And just even from our conversation we had with Coach Carpenter, maybe that's some of it, but you just get a sense that they're a really tough team to compete against. And they're in good hands. Yeah, and maybe I say this too much, Wyatt, but I, I'm going to keep saying it and repeating it. I mean, eventually, you can't help but think she doesn't look like a second-year head coach. When your team is that connected and you already have that set of an identity, that's hard to do that quick into your tenure. I mean, it's really her only first full season. We talked about that in our conversation with her a few weeks ago. And like you said, not just winning, but dominating in that ball game. Super impressive. Before we move off a of superior... I'm going to put you on the spot again. Oh a boy. letter grade. Oh Talking about school. I'll, for Superior for opening weekend. weekend. Are they getting A? Not an A-plus, though. I don't give out what a There's always What more could they have done? They there dominated is, both there games. There is always something to approve upon. Different man. jerseys. No, I, I mean, they did the blackout for the intros. I'm not. That's which is awesome. We got to hear way, Coach Carpenter on the broadcast. On the iFan Network, they had a sideline reporter. Well done. Xavier did a great job. I think he's a student. Xavier Patterson. I'm, I'm giving a lot of a lot of names here. But he's wearing these button-ups, but he had like a winter beanie on. I don't know. I, I couldn't pull right. off the look, but he he did a good job, and we got good don't insight from the coaches. disrespect my grade. They get an A. Yeah, okay. I don't give out A-pluses because there's always something to improve upon. But they are by far the highest letter grade from the weekend on the women's side. I'm not giving okay. anybody else an A. That's for sure. They okay. deserved that a wow, i mean north central north central is north central's close but superior was by far the best team this weekend and off of morris off of that game oh for nine from deep by the way as well they didn't hit a single three ryan it's tough you are gonna have to knock down a couple of outside shots if you expect to win at this level so they'll get that cleaned up sometimes the ball doesn't fall for you and uh that's kind of the case for morris give you credit. go into a hornet's nest it's tough yeah give credit to the yellow jackets defense but for morris if that's the reason you lose, shots just aren't falling, at least that's an easy fix, and they can start to drop later in the season maybe. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. have to panic or anything like that. So, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know. Where do you want to go from now on the women's side? I'm trying well, to you're, you're just kind of, you know. I've been hopping around because you're jitter I've got bugging a lot everywhere. of thoughts. Well, you, you mentioned North Central. Okay, should, should we say whatever other thoughts we well, have Well, I don't have a lot of other thoughts because, yeah. you know, in their game against Martin Luther, they took care of business. They scored 96. It's not like they really – were challenged that much. It's tough that they didn't get an A. I mean, you, you got to answer what grade. They got 16-point win, and then against Martin Luther, who some people were saying a potential trap game upset spot. And, well, uh, and hey, Martin and Luther they, took they, a they lead at the end of one. That. I mean, the Knights I know. were up after 10 minutes. But... I was looking at it, and I was about to tell you something, and then I, you know, it was revoked that what yeah. I was going to text you after how that thing changed. But a 16-point win and a 27-point win, and they don't have an A, Mr. Morell. So you have to answer to that. Is it an A-? minus? Is it a B-plus? 
What's going on? A minus. A minus. Okay. That's just an easy answer to say they're close to superior, <laughs> okay. but they didn't quite impress me as much. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, hey, the two Caitlins kind of leading the way, and then uh, Davenport obviously was big in this game as well. Wasn't but, surprised. But yeah. to be honest, when you score ninety six, everybody's having a good offensive game at that point. So Knights got to clean up that defense a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of takeaways for me from this one or North Central in, in general. Right now, them and Superior performed the best the first weekend. Does that mean they're the two best teams? No. Not necessarily. Oh, really? Just because Northwestern lost by one point to Bethany doesn't yeah. mean they're still not the team to beat necessarily. But two, to answer, two young head coaches. To, I tell you what, though, to answer the question we talked about the last time when we were previewing these games, you had said, does Northwestern run away with it and win by double digits? you know, in the conference race. Are they going to be challenged? I think we got our answer this weekend. Mm, did we? With that loss. I think it's going to be we? a tight race this year. It's only, remember, as JR would and say, and we're overreacting. It is only December. A wise man makes observations after the first weekend of UMAC play. A foolish man comes to conclusions. Okay. I was wondering how that statement was going to end. So I'm not trying to be foolish. I don't have a whole lot more. I mean, I'm trying to think. We've touched on... I think everything we've really needed to on the women's side from the opening weekend. Anything I mean, else stick out, or you? Well, want to make I, I sure just we say real, real quickly on Northwestern. It's just to me, and it's not just because these two are on my fantasy team. But I, seriously, when they when they need offense, need to hit it in spurts. Who's your third consistent option after Landvik and Hagen? And I know the game of basketball isn't always that consistent. I don't feel like they got as much from their bench as they're used to, and that hurt them, especially in a game now, like against Bethany, where it's tight down the stretch. Hershey being out makes a difference. Though. Do you think they'll get more moving forward? Well, from the fact that Hershey will be back in the new year, I mean, you're obviously getting a great and player coming off the bench. And based on what we saw last year. Yeah, I wouldn't panic, no. is what I'm saying. So, I mean, now's as good a time as any. I mean, one of these questions that I alluded to at the start that I wasn't going to ask you, Nat, now I'll ask you. Okay. Are they still the favorite for sure in your mind? I still think they're the team to beat, yes. Okay. Even that with that change. one loss. Now, if they were to drop another one, we don't have UMAC games this upcoming weekend or actually until, until the new year. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we're going to finish out 2023. We're three-plus weeks away before we even have UMAC games again, right? It's a big one. The next one for Northwestern. Yeah, and, well, they're all big, Ryan. you got to treat every game. Yeah, like it's well, big, right? it, when it's mini versus Paul, it feels different. It's just a little different is what you're saying. Home opener. Yeah, already one and one. That's a huge game because let's say Undefeated you drop North that Central, one and North real Central good. goes three and zero, oh and you drop to one and two, and then they have the current tiebreaker. Pretty big early makes one, a big difference. So, yeah, get uh, get busy living or get busy uh, dying. Is are we that... there? Are we there yet? I mean, I, I like hey. that saying. It's true. I mean, we're getting. Hey, there. You're, you're telling teams that all three red lights are flashing. I mean, any other commentary on Martin Luther? I'm overreacting a little you're, bit. You're I'm not gonna... trying to, but it's in my nature, Ryan. I think you should mention. Speaking of Northland Wyatt. You shouted out one of their players, and we're going to be keeping track of her status all year long. You, unfortunately, will not have the privilege of doing that anymore. Enlighten the listeners as to what we are talking about. Well, Northland player. Are you talking about the the one I picked for my yes. fantasy team? I didn't really shout her out. Well, you, you, you named her because she was on your fantasy team. Well, she's not with the team anymore. Yeah. So that's a problem. McKinley, yeah. Because she was their one consistent player performing well, averaging 13 a game. And then we get word from a very credible source yep. that she's in the transfer portal. I didn't know you could enter the transfer portal in the middle of the season, Ryan. I didn't either. What is going on? I College athletics. It's that the is Wild West. just my luck, though, that that would happen to me. And then I I just, yeah. Well, we should point. let the listeners know. You we found out before me. the game started, so you could make another pick. And uh, with that pick... Just so we're all on the same page. Yep. I selected a North Central player 
who, by the way, now I got to look at their box scores. Her name wasn't really popping up in the box scores. <laughs> Hope she's still playing and having a big role on this team. Yeah, won the world. She's not in there. <laughs> I I got to admit, I kind of forgot this. I think I saw this over the weekend. What and then in I, the I didn't world? Well, <laughs> so I got another zero. And Mr. Bauman mentioned this. I had like five Did zeros. Did she play in either game? I don't think so. Oh I, I got my. my my page is, needs to refresh. Mr. Bauman up here in a second. Uh, Mr. Bauman, yeah, you, you got me, double goose eggs. I had like five zeros on the women's <laughs> side alone. Just a brutal start. As long as we're on the topic, do you want to just, just run recap down? Quick, yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, quick recap. Then we'll hop over to thoughts on the. How many side. points do you have, Mr. Murrell? Do you have it up now, or do you want me to say? I, I, you say. I gotta pull it up. So here. Wyatt has two oh four. His leading You'd scorer was good. his fourth round pick, Caitlin Vanderplug, had a twenty seven and twenty six. Two good games for her. She is definitely a double-double threat. Elise Bessonen had the big game Saturday, as we mentioned. She had a 23 and a 25 in fantasy points. This is where you count up assists, points, steals, blocks, all those good things. So those are your two leaders, Wyatt. And then uh, you still need a little more probably from Grove. You'd say your first-round pick, a 20 and 18, 38. Heckendorf, not bad, 21 and 19. I mean, honestly, all all four of them were solid with my first four picks. But then, yeah, getting double goose eggs from Kayla Hoya. And we have no idea why she didn't play, I guess. That's concerning. And and Urbina, I mean, the pressure knocked down her numbers. She played a lot Friday night, but she had zero just because of the turnovers. Yeah. So, it, well, I mean, it's, it's probably going to get better. So hopefully yeah. it does get better because I'm already <laughs> in a pretty big hole. But so you have 204. I have 254. I mean, only a 50 point lead. But I mean, after two games that I mean, that that ratio can't continue. And what about, what about but, on the men's side? You're winning there as well, I believe, because I had double goose eggs for Sagadol and Bethany didn't even need them. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Once we get there, but I'm putting up zeros again. At least you're getting. Are you confident moving production. forward on the woman's side before before we put that dress? Because I I think no, some some players for me are still going to step up more. One of the names I'm, I'm looking confident. at for Northwestern, Sandro's been great in the non-con. She she didn't show up as much over the weekend. I mean, just saying it how it she is. She still got you double digits both. No, games. I know, I mean, but let's not. Get but they greedy. need they need more from her. Or they're going to get beat like in real life, not just in fantasy, but as <laughs> as a team re- in real life. As I a like team, they're gonna that. they're gonna get beat a little more. I like what I saw from Clarenbeek. Not two huge games, but she's leading them in, in field goal attempts in at least one of those ball games. All Terry's going to do better off the bench and Landvik pleasant surprise early this season for Northwestern. I think she's taking a serious next step as a junior. All the things you're saying is why I don't feel confident in my, my squad. See, I, I tell you this, you give up too early. It's early. It's getting later. You're just, you're just not confident. All it's right. getting later. Do you want to recap the men before we yeah. talk about those well, results? If we're talking about fantasy. Yeah, All right, let's, let's just, just let's, do the men. Let's do it. And then we'll talk about the predictions quickly too. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to no, say. No, I have you want me here, to talk about you, my team you go first? ahead. I mean, yeah, but. So this, uh, unfortunately for you, is is not as close as the no, woman's You had side. a high scorer of the week. You had tons of breakout performances. I mean, I can't compete with that. Uh, at 405, so the leading scorer for my squad, second-round pick, Cade Carroll. I mean, looking like a player of the year candidate, as we mentioned preseason, a 34 and a 40. We'll talk about his actual Stats in the box score in their two wins over the weekend. Big weekend for the Polars. Henry at the top, just consistent. Fambula, 29 and 29, Fambula. even though Northwestern a little bit uh, disappointing. Hoyleen, going to need more from him. That's, you know, a larger discussion on the Eagles as a whole. Farenholtz, 26 on Saturday. Could have had way more. Well, he didn't play for, like, the last 9, 10 minutes. And we're going to talk about the Jackets and seventeen in game one. But, like, can the dude stop shooting all the time so that my guy, Javon, three balls you're saying? my guy, Javon Walker, can get some more fantasy points, please? Are you calling out Coach Blakowski? No, not at all. I'm just, I'm saying, Joseph, if you're listening, yeah, let my guy, Javon, get some points as well. Because I need that. He was my number one pick. 
You are only as good as your weakest link or your anchor, if you will. And I think my anchor is strong. Last well, three guys, yeah. 50, 48, 50. Placide, I, love yeah, his um, consistency. Huge down the stretch for Morris in their win Saturday at Superior. Nayamari, another guy. I mean, I talk about Landvik on the woman's side for Northwestern at the point guard position. Jay Nayamari is a legit factor, and I don't think you could ask for any more from him if you're an Eagle fan, even though they were 1-1 one one over the weekend. He gets me 48, and then Jax Matson. He Madsen. was not 1-1. One Jax Matson, Ladbrook. They were 0-2 over they the weekend. They were 0-2. Thank you. They were Thank not 1-1. I confused one. him with the woman for a second. They were 0-2. Yes. I'm, I'm getting ready to just call it on the men's side at okay. this point. <laughs> I mean, it's early, Wyatt. I am back like 140 points. What's the X factor? Injuries. There's I'm, not, I'm not things. wishing. Well, I'm not wishing no, 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 injuries for my problem. team, but here's it could happen. I had just two zeros, Ryan, with Sagadol. <laughs> Everybody else is playing. They're just not scoring. Like, yeah, my it, last pick, tough. My, my anchor, Seth Veer, good, I, good nineteen. I I'll warned take you. That. Maybe and you're panicking, but I warned the next you. Day, it's just that's not good enough. And then, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Kate Carroll probably give a shout out to Buckner though for what he did. I'm going to talk about the bad first, and we'll get to the good. Okay, okay. Carroll probably should have been the number one overall pick. I mean, you getting him. Where you did, and then if you, you could Ackley do it over me, you, would you take I, him over Walker? Your position, would you of, take him over Walker if we could go back yes, to this time next? I would, last week. and wow. I still think Javon Walker is a stud. But if Cade Carroll's healthy, I mean, we saw how good he was two years ago. That's another level. Um, Give Javon time. I don't think he's he's done yet. He's going to play better. I was very impressed with Javon, even in the loss. I or, or you just want him to get more looks? Yeah, no, and, both losses they had. Yeah, and he's a dog. Like, he's going to get his. <laughs> but, again, Cade Carroll at full strength, as we have seen, it's tough to compete with. I mean, he's talent. He's he's pretty good. Yeah. More of a compliment for him than a dig on Javon. <laughs> um, Nielsen doing his thing with 35 once. Buckner, I mean, I'll give him a shout-out, 37. and then He's smooth, man. I can live with 18 if you're getting me a 37 the next day. But, yeah, I mean, at the bottom, I mean, Bainey, Sagadol, Veers, just not going to get it done, guys. Agent we zero. Be better. Call him out. Well, I got a text from his brother, and uh, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder because he didn't yeah. get drafted. And I said, I hey, love that. Good for and him. honestly, we'll talk about that with Crown in general, but that's their entire team, I feel like, this year. Is that the first team we're talking about? Do you have anything more? We fantasy? can. We can jump into that. Well, predictions, I guess. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah, that's fantasy. Like I said, we were both 11-5. and five. I started 4-0 and on the women's side on Friday night. I was feeling good about myself, and then it went to... Three and one. I mean, you were seven and one on the women's side. It's the men's side where I was four and four. And, you know, can you blame me? I don't know. With the upsets and some of the results we had. You know what was heartbreaking? And we'll talk about this game. My Northland upset over Morris. Close. Got it to overtime. They come all the way back. They were down like Langston 16. Flowers clutch three in the final minute. I can't remember. Kendrick and going been, nuts. Yeah, it might have been like 16 or 15 come back. with like six minutes left. They get all the way back. They get the steal. He knocks down the three. We go to overtime. Morris has guys fouling out left and right. I'm like, yeah. they're going to win this thing. I had to take a break. I, I come back and look at it, and then they're down by like 10. And in we'll get into it, but like, at the happened? free throw line, they were fantastic. It reminded me of their win against Northwestern uh, last December. Gunderson had a zillion free throws. And rumor has it, Wyatt, I mean, especially in that gym, it's a little harder to breathe. It's a little more crammed. Morris had Ashland's more pickle, a weird place. Morris had more pickle juice on their bench. Pickle juice? They weren't cramping as much as Northland was as that one went late into the night. Can you confirm this, or is that just a rumor? And we'll leave I it think as a I rumor. saw here's – what, here's why I can't confirm, but I think I saw something that assembled what looked like – Pickle juice. On if the bench. somebody knows, you can let us know. You no announcers, no announcers though for Northland. It was just gym noise, and I could. Do hear you want to go on your rant right now? Echoing I'll, at the Kendrick this feels like. Do a, you want me to give this my feels like to the a streams? Good, this feels like a good time to talk about the streams and what you We're liked and didn't like. 
So I watched what I could. I mean, Friday night, I was basically locked in on whatever I could consume because there was nothing else. You couldn't get enough. Well, yeah, there's nothing else on my plate Friday night. That so would I, not be the case this Friday as Gonzaga and UConn have a top 10 showdown. But there's no UMAC games this Friday. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that would not be the case, but thankfully we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, Friday I was all locked in on this. I mean, you know, we joke about it, but I take this seriously. When we get to the weekend, like well, I want to I I partially know what I'm talking I about. Hope I want to watch the think games. we take it seriously. And I enjoy watching we the games. Do. Yeah, we, we do put time and effort and work into this, I, I hope. Our listeners so believe that. we'll start with uh, Northland. And I didn't watch all of all these games because I can't possibly, you know, look at all of them. We talked about it last week. We need, a, we need a red zone for the UMAC, it's okay? A, I mean, and we are willing to start that if anybody wants to fund it. We, like I said, I think we only need Scott like a team Hansen. of five or six. Yeah, Scott has I mean, some really we need smart a couple people, other but... <laughs> people. But if we could do it, we'd be all for it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Northland doesn't have announcers. I, I kind of forgot that. Now I was reminded. It's just the gym noise and all the echoing. Is and, it that hey. they can't pay their student workers or they can't get oh, anybody I, that's interested? Because <laughs> I wish I could answer that why question. Why doesn't somebody want to do it? I I can't tell you that. Or maybe technologically they haven't figured out how to make it work in that gym. I don't know. They they have at least a stream up. But, There's a uh, lot of theories. Yeah. Some Lumberjack fans who are, uh, you know, saying some things to Morris players down the stretch trying to get in their heads. It was... It was interesting. I mean, I was glad to see the end of the game, but not much from that one. On the flip side, a shout-out I do want to give, Wyatt. MLC Night Vision. I think they call it Night Vision. Night Vision. On Is that what they say? Night yeah. Vision. Yeah, they, really they say, voice. and we'll be back in a moment from New Ulm on MLC. Night Vision. I like That's it. what they say. So um, I, I appreciated it. You know, uh, lots of different directions I could go talking about the announcers, especially for the men's game that were uh, – I think excited would be not enough to describe their announcing. But you and I, Wyatt, we always appreciate the enthusiasm. Uh, I don't want to get into the weeds about how sometimes it can maybe be uh, a little too much and you are announcing a game and not just a fan. But I appreciated the the excitement and the energy for both the games and interesting camera angle they had from the corner panning left and right. But on YouTube, I could throw it up on the TV. Uh, I really enjoyed the Martin Luther stream, and I think they took a step up this year, both on the men's and women's side, catching some of that action on Friday night Again, against more Northwestern. More snaps for the Knights. Yeah. I mean, Shout seriously, out to them. big weekend for them. And they I, just I are, appreciated the stream. They're advancing. Yeah, we love it. Yes. So Superior, I already I mentioned a little bit earlier. Sideline reporting. So they have the two guys calling the game. I think up top. I don't know exactly sideline where they're sitting. Sideline reporting is next level. Yeah, and and sometimes they'd get nuggets from him. Where he wouldn't be on the air per se, but he was like saying things into their ear that, you know, the public can't hear that I couldn't hear. Yeah. But then they're saying, uh, Xavier from the sideline is reporting that Javon Walker is uh, changing is his socks right now. Like? Well, I don't know, something like that. But Was he changing shoes? Because, I mean, no, that's, I'm I'm that's a thing, right? There wasn't reporting exactly like that. But halftime interviews with Coach Carpenter, mm-hmm. Coach Polkowski. They got Coach Polkowski when he was not happy after the crown game, but uh. he was honest. Gave some good answers. I, I like the the straightforward questions from the reporter, and I, I just appreciate the effort from Superior. I mean, they're on it, and uh, I, I don't remember the, the guy's name who's done the games well, for see, years. When you but, say uh, it like that, though, and you say, I appreciate the effort, you make it sound like the no, effort's they did a good there, job. but it's not good. No, I don't, I don't mean to make it sound just, like that. I'm just saying it comes across like they take it seriously, and they know what they're talking good. about, especially with the jackets. And I really appreciate it. I think they do a nice job. Good. Uh, Bethany was good, as as it normally is. Uh, graphics, everything were working well. And I was watching near the end of the game and didn't see the court storming. And I was hoping for at least a court drizzling. It didn't happen. But they were excited. They they hit the moment. And you could hear in the announcing how big of a win it was over Northwestern in both games. Now, I got to be honest. I didn't catch that at all. Is it the same announcer? That same guy. The, 
it's me, basically, except he's just, as what somebody mean, said, he's a little you, bit more nasally, but he sounds just like me. Oh, yeah? They, they, I think similar. so, anyways. Did we I talk think about we're this similar. last year? We I talked we about, I don't think we talked about it on the pod, but... You guys may be related, is that what you're saying? Somehow? No, but our voices <laughs> sound very similar, so... Okay. He's he's Wyatt 2.0. Okay. Or he's looking at it the other way, <laughs> but... Anyways, I just was curious he if it was should, the he same should, guy. If he's listening to this somehow, and I or if somebody I gets I it back to him, you got a good voice and you do a yeah, good job. Yeah, Be- Bethany, play by play guy. If you want to hear someone that sounds like you, rumor has well, it about, Wyatt Morrell will be on the Eagles Sports Network Saturday afternoon. Yeah, and how about calling this? Northwestern games? Just listen to this pod, even or on Saturday. You sound and different then, though when you're calling a game. It changes. No, a little I do bit. a little bit, but the voice for the yeah. most part sounds the same. It, I mean, you're the, the same person Saturday yes. as you are now. <laughs> For the most part. And and you can listen and then just let us know. UAO the UMAC at gmail.com. Say, yeah. hey, this is the Bethany announcer. Yeah, we do sound like each other. Or yeah. no, you're off your rocker. You have no idea what you're talking about. He does a good job. Let us know. You do a great job, though. We do appreciate that. He brings so. the energy. Uh, Any more there, streams? anyone else? Any more streams? The, I don't well, know. those you were where the games are at. I already said Northland, Martin Luther, Superior, Bethany. Those those got were through the all four them. sites. Well, there you go. So I, it was a, an interesting weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing the other ones throughout the year. But, uh, yeah, I, I caught the action that I could throughout the weekend. And, yeah, there's that quickly. I mean, on predictions, like you said, Wyatt, just to, you know, finish that. We were both 11 and 5. We didn't have, well, we had the one game that was different, or two games that were different, and we split them. So then we ended up with the same record at 11 and 5. Yeah. I was 1 and 3 on the men's <laughs> side Friday night, 3 and 1 on Saturday, so 4 and 4 total. And then, like you said, I was 7 and 1 total on the women's side. So that's where I made my hay. Yep. You were a little bit different. What? You were 6 and 2 and then 5 and 3. So Correct. you were 6, six and, and 2 on men's, 5 and 3 on the women's side. I was a little worse because. I thought Martin Luther after that first quarter, I was like, this is the Knights team I've been seeing. And they were 0-2, but even against Northwestern, I was saying, like, they have the players. Sometimes, like, shot selection isn't exactly there, and they kind of get a little frantic. But Coach Garish has the players that just didn't come through. So that was the difference on the women's side while you beat me by one game there. But, yes, we'll do better than 11-5. and five. I know you said we triple digits last week. You it's said, not happening. You said the pursuit of 100. There's Why are you much giving up on everything after the first weekend? <laughs> We're just so fantasy. far. I'm so far. Stop well, no, throwing no, 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 in no. the towel. I'm still don't gonna, throw in the I'm towel. I'm still going to beat you at the predictions, but I don't think 100 is necessarily attainable okay. at this point. Well, it's early. I Hey, when it comes to predicting these games, I truly believe I am better than you at it. Like and that's I, my specialty. You're better at I me. I believe than, I'm better than at fantasy. You are. You're 100 percent better. I'm looking at my roster and I'm I like, trust my eye test. Seen talent. I I look at the rosters after the first week. I'm thinking, how did this get so lopsided? <laughs> how did his team outperform mine this much? We, we we've done it, it a few every it's, year. It's the same process. It I happens every year. I didn't try and yet to pull I fall for it, here. and somehow I get myself in a huge hole. All right, let's see if we can crank out the men's side here in about 20 minutes or so. Let's start with the standings. Three unbeatens. Bethany, Crown, and Morris take care of business. They go 2-0 on the weekend. You got North Central and Martin Luther. 1-1, one one. of course, we talked about the Martin Luther win, which was historic over Northwestern. That leaves Northwestern superior and the Northland, maybe not in the same category. But those three teams. 0-2. 0-2. Two. Two. two of the favorites in Northwestern superior and then a pesky Lumberjacks team are 0-2 to start the season, Ryan. How did we get to that point, though? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, what if I told you this time last week? What if I told you? Northwestern and Superior would be a combined 0-4 at the end of the weekend. If you, could use, one, on that, if you could use one adjective to describe your response to that, what would it be? I'll give you something. Preposterous? Okay. I was going to say gobsmacked. I mean, I was gobsmacked. I'm trying to think of other cool words I could use. But, yeah, I think those Keep two going. probably. No, those two probably sum it up. Unexpected. Flabbergasted. Do Not impossible. Keep going back and forth? Okay. I mean, we we knew 
that Crown could absolutely go in there and beat the Jackets on Friday night. I don't know if we gave Morris much of a chance, to be honest, but yeah, shame on us because Morris has a really tough and gritty team. And kind of like Crown, I think Morris plays with a chip on their shoulder, and they yep. have this physical toughness about them, and they can match Superior's toughness. And they starts with the guy they're starting to call Big Ticket. Number Are they 21, Kenny Placide. Are they calling him Big Ticket? Or did you just make that up? Rumor has it. I saw it on the Where UMAC. Where are these rumors coming the from? The UMAC Reddit page was starting to call him Big Ticket. <laughs> Do we have a UMAC Reddit page? I'll look it up later. I like it. Um, let's talk about the Crown Superior game on Friday night, right out of the gate. How about them pollers? And how about the sixth man of the year as of right now in this conference, Carter Bainey? You want to do your your, your finger snaps again, or, or what do you want for Carter? He deserves some finger I'll, snaps. I'll he also called me out, though, and texted me, and I don't appreciate that, but I do we appreciate the support. The Crown I people are all over it. Crown is probably the best school as far as, like, interaction we get. And it showed I up this say. week as well. We'll get to and, it later. And Bainey... Hey, you know what? He deserves to clap back with that performance. Six of ten from the field, knocks down three triples, fifteen points, doing a little bit of everything. Uh, they're built different in Elk River. They're what can you say? Built different from Elk River, man. <laughs> What's great about Elk River, though, in all seriousness, in recruiting kids from bigger schools, you play against the best of the best. So, like, you're playing all the big. You've schools. been in hostile. You're playing the Champlain Parks. You're you've playing heard Maple everything Grove. there's to hear you, from a student section. In a sense, yes. Like you've <laughs> experienced that. So when you get to college, you're ready. Yeah. Like, you're not going to back down, and I think that serves you well as you get more experience and older. And so, yeah, I mean, to an extent, there's some of that. He ties Cade Carroll with the team high 15 points. And only By did it way, in 18 minutes. Yeah, so only did it in 18 good. minutes. That's huge <laughs> production. By the way, I mean, Cade, 13 rebounds, 6-6 six six at the line, just extremely efficient. Again, that's why he, at this point, is probably, and I get it's only been two games, but probably the front runner. Minus 250? year. Something like that. I don't have the exact figures. I was kind of overshooting that. I don't have the exact (laughs) figures, but really crown is the big three right now with Carroll, Van Dam, and Buckner. Like they're going to get the most shots. They're going to be the offense. And then whatever else you can get from guys, whether it's Bainey, Ladd, um, Massick on the glass, especially early in the game. I saw some of the first half. I I don't want to call it superior, but I'm going to call it superior. Wyatt. Crown wanted it more. You can't I mean, give up 13 offensive offensive rebounds, rebounds, second chances. Crown was flying around more, and their shots weren't even falling. I was texting you. I was like, early in this ballgame, six, seven minutes in, they weren't, but Crown could have been up eight or ten if well, they got some shots to fall. Coach Polkowski had talked about that a little bit on the glass, right? He wanted to see a better performance. Halftime interview. He I said was that. Say, it was that or after the game, he was really upset with what he talked about on the glass. Yeah. I mean, in this game, it was... 28-24, crown winning on the glass, that is. So tight, but something that Superior prides themselves on. And, you know, it's worth noting there, without Joey Barker, your guy in this ballgame, he did play on Saturday. It's not an excuse. It's like when we were talking about Northwestern on the women's side without Riley Hershey. It's worth noting, but it's not an excuse. You still got to step up and play the game. But extremely impressed with crown. They were efficient and did what they needed to do to get a win to start the season 1-0. And then they took care of business on Saturday, too. Not really a whole lot, at least, that I'm going to talk about. If you want to get to that game at some point, we can. But they took care of business in Ashland. And then I look at Superior. Like I said, Fahrenholtz, make sure my guy Walker's getting the ball and getting some shots. Nah, Walker, nah, Joseph, it's okay. Walker Don't goes 8 Don't for 14, 22 points, 3 steals, 4 assists, 8 rebounds, doing everything to try and will his team to win in this game. Fahrenholtz starts 0 of 8 from the field, finishes 5 of 18, that's not going to get it done. He's probably kicking himself for that because he knows if he would have shot better, it could have been a different outcome. Buckner made it tough. I mean, you got to give credit to Crown. You said 08. I think he started like one of 11. Yeah. 
I mean, it wasn't good. It was not good. I, I, it was eight minutes into the game, too. He's over yeah. eight, eight minutes into the game. I remember looking at that and thinking to myself, how is that even possible? I mean, he, he was getting looks and he was putting them up. I think sometimes, you know, I don't want to nitpick too much, but you and I talked about this. He's so good on the block. He can shoot the three ball. He can be out on the perimeter. I mean, do what you do best. I yeah. mean, you, you've brought up the Kevin Love comparison before. Like, you know, Kevin in his heyday put up Get a bunch of, bunch of, you know, garbage stats, if you will, as a Timberwolf, and then he lost a bunch of weight and turned into a different player later on in his career. But at that time of his career, it's like, get on the block. Push so people around. Unless Farron Holtz starts now, he's going to turn into that? <laughs> well, the better parts, the better days he's, are behind in, him. He's in better shape right now than the Kevin Love Minnesota Timberwolf was. Do you remember the little, you know, stockier... Husky, yeah, I remember, Kevin I remember stocky Kevin. Love. And then when he won a title in Cleveland, he, he looked a little different. Here's anyway. the question superior needs to be asking after an own two weekend. Yeah. Fair lots of Holtz, questions. Farron Holtz and Walker. There's lots of questions. They're going to shoot. They're going to score. They're going to do their thing. Where's the other production going to come from? Yeah. I understand Barker didn't play. Well, well RJ is one it. of the best three point shooters. And, you know, Polk talked about that in the conversation we had with him. Why you talk about getting shots up. I mean, how does an experienced upperclassman like Reed Johnson only shoot one three ball in this game? Yeah. I don't know. And again, it's not as easy well, as, you know, again, you and I to just look at the box score. know but, that, though. Yeah. And Crown's probably sure. running him off the three-point line. I mean, you have the scouting report and one stuff to go One of 14 from deep, though, against a team like Crown. It's, it's not going to do it. No, you got to be able to score. And their defense kept them in it, and that's why they're a tough team to prepare and game plan for because their defense will always keep them in games. Yep. But you gotta you gotta score more if you're superior. That's the thing that's probably most concerning for Coach Polkowski is how do we get enough offense to win these games? We thought they'd solved it and it wasn't gonna be an issue. Nothing in non con showed us that this is coming. But clearly, yeah, they're they're back to the drawing board there in that regards because you know, you score fifty eight that game, sixty three the next day. Yeah. It's not enough, Ryan. It's not enough even but again, with an elite defense. Tip of the caps to, you know, Coach Herbert and how his staff prepared for that game and then Coach Grove on Saturday and how they prepared. Not an easy place to go in and win and you know, they did it. They heard you and they said bulletin board material. Wyatt said they're gonna win the UMAC regular season and they, they pulled the lead course up. You don't even have to take not so me, fast. You don't even have to take me out of context either to get that bulletin board material. I'll just straight up say it too. That's what's great about me. <laughs> You don't have to worry about editing and cutting it. It's like, just take, here's the clip. We're just going to, there it is. Um, where next? Because, I mean, there's a couple places to go to here before we wrap up. But Yeah, what's... we've talked about Crown. We've talked about Superior. I mean, you know, talk about disappointments. We talked about the Knights' with... big win over Northwestern. Yeah, I mean... well, the team they beat. I mean, any other thoughts on Northwestern? All I would well, yeah, say I've is. yeah, I've got plenty of thoughts on Northwestern. Okay, so let's talk about them. I mean, you talk about the disappointment 0-2 for Superior. Here's the deal. You never want to lose at what? home, but. Crown and Morris could be two teams that are right there contending for a tournament spot. Was the question you were going to ask me if I can read your mind, which is more disappointing? Is that what you were going to ask? Yeah, it was. North, what's, the more, what's the more disappointing 0-2? Is it Superior or is it Northwestern? And it's a tough question because, I mean, Northwestern on the Saturday loses to the defending conference champs on the road. They haven't lost a home game yet this year. But one of them was a team that they haven't lost to since 2008 in Martin Luther that may not win I think win it's also the way year. they lost against Bethany, too. Yeah, I mean, where, where it was tight at halftime, and then, I man, I, I'd pay some money to hear what Coach Garvin and his assistants said at halftime because they looked like a different team in the it's second half. Coaching. And my guy, Jax Madsen, just throwing a couple, as Wade and Larrabee would say, daggers into the hearts of Northwestern. And it was still lots of time left in the second half, but they just, 
Wyatt, they landed a strong right hook and then a left hook, and Northwestern was sparring, but they were wounded, and their head was down, and at some point it was like, do you just tap out and get out of there? I mean, it's like... Well, look at their five main players in that game for Bethany. Bangu was 8 of 14, Nielsen 9 of 15, Ackley 8 of 12, Patterson 6 of 11, Madsen 8 of 14. That's incredible. Yeah. Extremely, extremely efficient from the field. They're dying. Five guys in double figures, five guys with 15 or more in this game. Just remarkable. That's what's so scary about Bethany is they're down Sagadol, who's arguably their best player when healthy, their biggest offensive threat, and they can put together a performance like this and score 99. So to answer the question I asked you, and I don't know if you answered it necessarily, <laughs> but I'll answer it. Northwestern's the more disappointing 0 2, and the reason why is because up to this point, being 7-0, and the defense had been so impressive, and that's what we thought was going to be the issue. Well, and then it showed itself against Bethany letting 99, and then you give up 77 on the road to Martin Luther, who, again, hasn't beat you since 2008. Yeah. I'm very disappointed with the way Northwestern's outcomes fared this past weekend. Can I ask you a 1B to add on Can to you that answer initial my question? question? You, you need me to answer ask, first. And then ask the 1B? I would say Northwestern because it's just so glaring against Martin Luther. And, you know, it, it was a game where, like you said at the top of this recording, it felt like they would wake up eventually and snap yeah. into it. And all credit to Martin Luther for hanging on down the stretch. And there was, you know, I don't want to get into it, but they even said their announcers, Northwestern's down four under 30 seconds left. Fambola shoots a three and he gets hit by Kisa Horst on the follow through. He just did. And they didn't call it. So he, he should have been at the line for three shots down four late, but still go back to what I said at the start. They're down four in the final minute. I mean, they did themselves no favors where yeah. they needed to do something late to win that ball game, even though it you know was a missed call. I'm not saying that wasn't the case, but it's hard to get that out of your memory. And I think the one B to it. So now that I yeah, answer that question, one B I'll give to you. Are you saying that Northwestern is more disappointing with Owen two start? Because for them, it's maybe not as easy to correct what has gone wrong to start UMAC play moving forward where superior, you have more belief in them correcting what happened, even though, again, worth noting, as the adage goes that so many people say, well, you're never really in trouble till you get broken at home. If you hold serve at home, See, you're but that okay. Doesn't, that doesn't work. Superior's been broken twice, but, you know, they could bounce back real quick. That doesn't work in this regard. This isn't tennis. This isn't a seven-game. It's, it's not tennis. This isn't a seven-game <laughs> series yeah. in the NBA. If you go and win every home game but lose every road game in the UMAC, well, Ryan, yeah. you go seven and seven. That doesn't work. Yeah. So you got to win some games. I don't care yeah. if they're at home or away regardless. Okay. Yeah, I think Superior has a better chance to correct. And, again, their defense always keeps them in every game. I can't say the same for Northwestern after giving them 99 to Bethany. Is this – are we going to look back, though? Because – and it's similar but different. You remember last year Northwestern started one and two. They lost two early games at home to North Central and Morris. Different this year. You're on the it's road. Different. One of them's to Bethany. Again, the one that's glaring. If we look back, Wyatt, and it, one game makes a difference down the stretch, we're going to point to the season opener against Martin Luther, especially if at the end of the year look, we look and Martin Luther's only won one, two, or three games. And again, again, shout out to Coach Holt's Seniors Club. Huge win. But that one is one we may look back on in February. It hurts. Absolutely hurts. And, you know, because you got to ask yourself, are the other teams going to drop one to Martin Luther at some point? More likely than not, no. Probably not. And Coach Holtzeder, again, you don't even have to take it out of context. Just <laughs> clip that and use it as bulletin more material. But the reality is Northwestern's dug themselves a hole by losing that game because if Bethany and Crown and Superior and Morris, if they don't drop that game and they sweep Martin Luther this year, let's say, 
that's an extra loss that Northwestern has that is going to be really tough to make up. Yeah. So you how, do it how somewhere deep else. of a hole, though? I mean, is the dirt up to their shins, their knee, their thighs, their waist? I don't think it's waist high. It's Here's the deal. We talked about how important it is for Northwestern against North Central on the women's side when we come back from break. Equally as important on the men's side. Two great games because Are you North Central is 1-1. One one. This is a Sonic blockbuster Saturday no, on the first no. Saturday in it's January? It's not a Sonic blockbuster between a team that's 1-1 one and, one and a team that's 0-2 in UMAC play. Two, two games together, though. How big they are. They're very big games, and that's definitely where our eyes will be. We'll get there in the new year. Yeah. Lord willing. But, we may not make it there. We'll see. But it's important that Northwestern starts strong is all I'm saying when we yeah. come back in 2020. Sense of urgency for sure. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, Bethany, tremendous. I, I don't know what else to really say about them other than they're just a force. They're the team to beat, huh? I mean, you who did you pick number one in the preseason? Bethany. Yeah, and I, I was foolish. and See, you're, you're so quick on all this. But Superior I sure has doubted them. Ryan, Bethany yet. it was disrespectful for me okay, to doubt wow. them when okay. they had just won you got the all year sorts before. Of takes. They had all these guys coming back. Yeah. Why did I doubt them? They don't have, I mean. And don't get me wrong, I still think Superior could easily win this conference and right the ship. Like, there's a lot of basketball to be played. But it was kind of foolish to doubt Bethany. The second 20 sense. on Saturday said a lot. I mean, I'll keep going back to it. Not that they weren't impressive in the opening half, but you got a good response from Northwestern. Coach Girls had the ears of his guys after the disappointment on Friday. Throw the egg at me, Wyatt. I know you got a carton next to you. Throw it at me right now. I was the one who told you Saturday morning. I think Northwestern finds a way to win this game. I don't know why exactly, other than the fact that they're going to be super motivated. Bethany could be down Sag all again. You that was foolish. And you told me it was foolish, and clearly it was. And I was thinking early in the game, Bauman like, okay. even chimed in and was like, oh, it makes sense. And, uh, yeah, Northwestern's going to, and I was just listening to you, too. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Bethany's so get, the better got, team. You got that one right, for sure. And I, I just thought there's so much there for Northwestern where it wasn't a have to, but some people who I was talking with around Northwestern were saying like, yep, got to just bounce back and beat Bethany. And then we're feeling real good about ourselves. And you're saying going into the weekend, if we could pick one game to win, it'd be Bethany. And just ultimately just too much to overcome in 40 minutes. Here's my question for you wide about Bethany. I hope not just for our sake of fantasy, but much more than that. We want to see the best players. I hope Sagadol's back. If he's not back too. by the end of this calendar year that he's back in 2024 for UMAC play. But if he's not, do they keep bringing Madsen off the bench? I mean, he was like a white-hot Lou Williams, if you want to put him uh, that way, on Saturday. Heider, Heiderschett and Bangu both started, and, along yeah. with X, Ackley, and Nielsen. So he'd, he'd take Heiderschett's place, you would imagine. Yeah. Probably, but I don't know. It's nice to have some production off the bench. It can scoring. work. I mean, it definitely he still, helps. I mean, he still played major minutes against yeah. Northwestern and let the world on fire Again, off the bench. What I always say, the five you start don't have to be the five you play in the second half or down the stretch. It changes. So there's nothing wrong with bringing some scoring off the bench and having that as a weapon in a sense. Here's what's scary about Bethany. And even if Sagadol isn't in the lineup, they have two guys on their team that I would say and argue nobody oh. else can even compare to Whoa. In, in regards to their skill set. Hunter Nielsen is one of them. There's not another Hunter Nielsen in this conference. There was a Seth Royston, but he's gone. Yeah. There's no Hunter. There's there's no duplicate. There's no yeah. nobody else that competes with him. And then there's not another Mason Ackley. There's just not. Like the dude. That's why does, I selected him in fantasy, dude, and you said it was too early. Do, no, I was upset. That's why I said it was too early because he I wanted leave him. the floor. He I does everything. Him. That's what I'm saying. There's not another guy in this conference that you can really say does what he does. 
Yeah. So, yeah, really impressed with Bethany, and they've got serious weapons, even without Sagadol. To do that against Northwestern and even against North Central without your best scorer when he's healthy, holy cow, Ryan, look out for the Vikings. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy I got Ackley and Matson on my Good team. For you. What, what else can I say? Good I, for I you. Think that, I mean, you should be happy, you know, about Nielsen too, and he doesn't always get as many attempts like this, but I mean, he diced up Northwestern. We talked about it going into the game. He made him pay when the double didn't come. I mean, nine of 15, 18 and 12, you're trying to speak into existence, this huge blocks game. I mean, you know, he, he was yeah. good over the weekend. He had three against Northwestern and then I'm forgetting how many he had against North central, but you know, Maybe he can do that. I don't know if you're you're losing faith on everything, Wyatt. Have you lost I, faith on that? I have been. I you know what? I'm not going to comment on that. You're not going to comment. I'll I'll yeah. What is it? You plead the fifth? I think. Yeah, he didn't have any blocks Friday night. So three three so, total blocks on the weekend. So here's here's the deal. I say that a lot. Plead the fifth. No, no. Here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, I I don't say plead the fifth that much. North Central, I just quickly want to touch on them because they're one and one, and yep. I still would think you could argue they haven't played their best basketball yet, but they managed to get a split this weekend. They're they closer North- to Bethany than Northwestern. They play was. Northwestern coming People out of the break. Yep. They're kind of a wild card team in a sense, yeah. where they they can make some noise and do some damage. But I don't know. Do you take them as a serious contender? I mean, maybe I would, not yet. I would still keep my preseason standings how we selected them last week, and I would still. Well, have... I'm glad one weekend hasn't changed you. Yeah, it can't hasn't. say the same about I, myself. I would still put North Central at six, but a very good and dangerous six. Yes, it it speaks to why this league is as deep as it's been in ten plus years, and I truly believe that is that you have a team like North Central who is in the bottom three. Yeah, and they could on any given night threaten those at the top for sure. We talked about Morris a little bit. I mean, yeah, good good for North Central to get that split. They'll be a team to keep an eye on. I mean. Paul Dack is is kind of the guy, but that's not who played well against Superior. You know what I mean? Placide, who we talked about, eighteen and six. You got to give a shout Gus out to the, Gunderson. To the, I know. I was going to say, G-G. shout him out. GG was sixteen. Pretty good performance there. He was eighteen him. of nineteen from the line alone Friday night. Thirty points. Well, what's interesting to me about Morris is that they won two different games this weekend, completely different yeah. styles and contrasts, and. Then they also get a win on Monday, by the way. They beat Waldorf. So, I mean, hey, Cougars are rolling right now. The Cougars are hot. Watch out for the Cougars. Well, and, and Wyatt, what if I told you that they would go into the Mertz on a back-to-back against a superior team wearing all black because they're saying Morris like is walking black? into a funeral. Well, it's like what a bunch of teams in the UMAC do on the back-to-back. I don't mind the D3, black. another thing, hashtag why not, why D3, whatever you want to label it, why not or why D3. D3 is different because you can't wear white back-to-back games because they don't have the laundry resources <laughs> to get the oh, whites available to you less than 24 that. hours later. So often the road team is wearing white on the Saturday of a back-to-back, which I always like. It's cool. So anyway, no one cares about that. But Superior was wearing black on Saturday, super motivated. Talked about Coach Gross having the ears of the Eagles going into Saturday. Same thing with Coach Polkowski. You think they're going to come out like game busters. Five-point lead going into recess. Morris comes back and wins. Your guy, Paul Dak who's had a couple 30 burgers. Did he have a 40 burger even? It was at least can't two 30-plus point games yeah, in the non-con. What if I told you at this time last week, he's going to score just nine points, and they're going to win at Superior? I would have said you're crazy. Look, and that's what it happened. happened. That's exactly what happened. And who led the way, Wyatt? In just 26 minutes that he played. I already told you. I already said Kenny Placide. Big ticket. 
18. Get him more shots. And GG, big ticket and GG, leading the way for seven of nine. And a guy who's struggled from the line so far this year, under 60% heading into the weekend. Perfect four of four from the line. Huge foul shots down the stretch. And he waved goodbye to the jacket fans as he walked out of the gym. You wonder, why was it it personal for Kenny? I I couldn't hear on the stream. They maybe were saying some things. I don't know what they were saying. Or they're just college kids, Wyatt. They're having fun. And that's that's appreciated. I, I do appreciate that. You should have some fun. But we don't need to court storm. That's that's the one exception here. Maybe we'll get a drizzle at some point. You'll Let's, be okay. Anything else in the men's side before we close with some questions that we got from a listener? Do you think Northland could get three or four wins after I do. they were close Friday night? How do they respond? That's the thing yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing. And, you know, we talked about the overtime game that they lose on Friday night, and then they come back, and Crown is just on a different level. They took care of business. Scoring was great. Northland's defense needs to tighten up, but the, again, they have the shooters and the skill set to win yeah. some games. Will they? Who's still got we'll that dog in them? What we saw Friday night, as you would say, that dog in them. I don't know if they do have the dog in them. No, no. Which which I mean, guy who we talked about? I think Langston still got it. He might. We don't know. Just two and nine I'm not from deep, to but he had he a huge one it. deep. Who we got to shout out over the Drew Lindbergh is a serious score. I mean, we thought yeah. about him in fantasy. He blew he's up in both that, games. He's kind of that third guy. I mean, to, in, in their the eyes, guy. he's probably their first guy, but. Yeah. If you were talking about the big three over there in Northland, we knew Brennan and Flowers were two of them, and then, yeah, Lindbergh has definitely taken a spot there at the table. So, yeah, they could win some games. I, I'm not willing to say that they're a threat, though, necessarily, but they're a team you can't overlook. I know you don't know all the games looking forward, and I'm going to try to stop asking you so many questions, but at least one more I have for you on the men's side. And then let's get to the questions. Who from stays the undefeated the longest, Bethany, Crown, or Morris? Bethany just because they're Bethany? Yes. Okay. Again, why Why would I have doubted them, Ryan? I don't... Ah, I'm gonna I can't answer these hypotheticals well, for I'm you. looking at Bethany's UMAC schedule. They're going to play Martin Luther, and Win. then they go Morris and Crown. So it really comes down to the Crown. That game at Morris the WAC. Morris game, potentially. Saturday the 13th at the WAC, yeah. where Bethany lost last year. That'll be a... Rumor has it that's going to be a big one. You like to use the rumor has it. I... You're using it a lot. You're you're an Adelie fan too. You know we can, and, can say Adelie and songs. Crown. They've got Morris, so I don't think it's Morris. I think it's either Crown or Bethany, and I think it's going to come down to that game. That game, yeah. Oof, that's maybe where the game. At day least as of right be. now, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one in a chunk of weeks in about a month. All, All right, right, I have no more questions, questions for you. For, no, no, yeah. we got que- questions from a listener. How about right? this? We're, we're going to hop on that. Yeah. So really I don't, quickly. Yeah. I don't need to keep bringing up questions for Wyatt because quickly we're going to get to some of these questions that we have sent in by former assistant coach for the Crown College Polars, a guy who is listening quite often, even though he's now working in St. Bonnie at Crown College in the admissions department. Inder Singh sends us five questions. Appreciate him sending these in. Coach, we're not going to get to all of them them, tonight because we're going to leave something for future weeks and quite possibly as soon as next week. But and, we're going to get to the top two. And let me be clear. I do not know which ones Ryan's asking. I haven't prepared any answers to this, so don't think I should. Shooting study. from the hip. Yeah, I'm shooting from the hip. What do you got for me? It's what you do best. All right, we're going to do the first and second ones that you sent, Coach. So first off, Wyatt, his question. Okay. What are your top three UMAC basketball upsets? And to confirm, he is looking for ones in UMAC play. So there, there's some big ones we've talked about in this recording 
that happened opening weekend of this year. But there are some other big ones that have happened, obviously, in the past I've got the three. many years. Well, I've got the three already that come wow. to mind. And it's maybe recency bias, but I think they're in the span of the last four or five years. Don't let me hold you back. Go ahead. Do I have to rank them like number one, two, and three? Whatever your heart desires. I think he would enjoy that. Okay, well, then I got to think for a second. I would say number three. Oh, drum roll. Probably Martin Luther over Northwestern this year. Whoa. I mean, it's been. Nobody expected Martin Luther to win that game. It's been 15 years. It's been since 2008. 2008. The head coach was a guard on the team. That says a lot. That says all you need to know. So that one would be number three. Number two would probably be Northland over Bethany last year. Yeah. That was very unexpected. The was North- that last year, two years ago? Now I'm second. I think it was myself. last year, wasn't it? I'll they had the magic coach Sorensen. Yeah. Maybe it was two years ago. I can't keep the years straight. They jumbled <laughs> together. You know the game. All our UMAC diehard fans know the game I'm talking about. Because I think it was, you know, last year, I don't think when Bethany made their run to the final, I don't think they lost that game. I can confirm it was two years ago. Two years 77, ago, 69, December the 11th. Yeah, of so, 2021. So that one two years ago, and then to me the biggest upset, and this is not, you know, maybe the case for everybody. I understand that, but a game that you remember very well, we were on the call for when Scholastica came in to the Erickson Center and beat Northwestern in the semifinals of the conference tournament. Would that have been 2020? Yes, right before COVID. COVID hit the fan less than a month My later, and our, our dumbest pandemic of our lifetime changed everyone's Correct. lives. But if you remember, Northwestern was a force that year. The yeah. the talent they had, like to me, I think that was one of Northwestern's best teams since I've been affiliated with that school. And you were and up in Duluth. In you were up in Duluth like four days earlier on senior day. Yeah. On the remnant throwback, calling the game on the radio where Northwestern won 81 68, and it was never in doubt. Northwestern they was played better. just a few nights later. That's why it's such a surprising upset. Like and Northwestern had owned Center, Scholastica in the postseason. The Erickson Center was packed that night, it, and, and the place just went silent. I will never I remember forget Eagles it. players sitting on the floor after that result. Like, yeah, that was stunning. We were on the call. I should pull that one back up and remember what I said. But that's probably <laughs> got to be number one for me, at least in the top three. Those are the top three. I don't know what order necessarily they need to be in, but that's that's what I would say. I like it. And obviously, if we weren't, you know, just talking UMAC, we could go to NCAA Bethany over St. John's yeah. and I Northwestern mean, over St. Thomas. and But UMAC St. specifically, John's. that's what yeah. I would say. I like it. I'm not even going to go over that. I mean, that it, do any woman upsets come to mind? I mean, now I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, Inder being, Inder being the coach for Crown on the men's side, that's why I went there because he was probably yeah. talking more so on the men's side. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's some that come to mind, but I – do we need it to takes get, some. It takes some time to, to get into it, it right now. I mean, no, we don't have to. What's his other question? Okay, the other one that we are going to do is way different. It's a fun one, and I appreciate the creativity. And again, Inder, we will get to the rest of these in a future episode, and the listeners can look forward to this as well. Okay, Wyatt, if you could pick one UMAC coach, and I'll answer this too, to draw up a last-second play. So, current UMAC coach out of the sixteen we have. One, to draw up a last-second play, who would it be, and what player would you draw it up for? Again, I'm assuming he's talking just on the men's side specifically. I mean, you can go either direction if you want. I'll give one for each side. How about that? Okay. First off, I know oh. I'm not a UMAC coach. I'd trust myself to draw up that play if I could, Ender. Wow. Right, I you got, just, just They're going to give you the clip. I got good stuff. Yeah. I got good stuff. If you know I the had, players. 
If I had to pick a coach, though, that is such a good question. If you know, you can go as I ramble on here and stall as I try to decide who I want. But It's hard. It's really tough. I mean, Coach Gross has been around with a lot of success and track record. Again, Does he, he have a big Rolodex well, aside out of bounds place? To be honest, though, a lot of times he would just give the ball to like Noah Ulm or Michael Carney or somebody and say go one-on-one too, though. So that's not necessarily a play. But Co- can Cody he take Springer. the credit for that if, if Carney crossed a guy up that's and dunked really on someone? That's not really a play necessarily. <laughs> um, Coach Herbert would be up there, I think, in that discussion. Probably Coach Garvin, to be honest. I'd take Coach okay. Garvin. Yeah. And who's taking the shot? And are they doing it off the dribble, ISO? Or if it's a true drop, it depends the play, on the scenario. Are they obviously. running off two screens? Obviously, it do depends we have on a the slip game. screen and elevator uh, it screen? It would be for Cade Carroll or for Javon Walker, depending on the situation. Coach Garvin is calling a play for, for Javon Walker or yeah. Cade Carroll. You are predicting what a world that Coach are we Garvin in? will be coaching what universe, one of those guys? What universe How is, that even is possible? This? I thought that's what I could do. I could pick anybody <laughs> I wanted. If it had to be a best player. If it had yeah, to be a best so. player, then I would take Sagadol, obviously. No, you can do all time. You wouldn't take Brian Smith? Oh, all time. I'm doing Tim <laughs> Wendell in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Coach Garvin calls up a play well, for Tim again, Wendell. <laughs> again, if I have to go Bethany specifically, then that changes things. But Okay. Okay. I, I, this, who's, your, who's your answer? You're asking me all about, the tough questions. I need you to come up with something. How about you turn back the clock? And Wait, no, all I'm would thinking be a great here. option. Because we've had, Leads you know, score. if you're Tim thinking Wendell. about, if you're thinking, do you have one on the woman's side? Yeah, well, Lexi Hagen would be the one I want taking the shot on the women's side. And can Just Coach Call draw it up, record. or should someone else draw it up? Well, it'd be Coach Call, obviously, because he's the head coach of Northwestern. But if I could pick another coach. Yeah. You watch so many hours of UMAC basketball wide. All these new coaches on the women's side. Who do you trust Probably to draw coach the side Zabla. out of bounds? Coach Zabla. I feel like she's got a good, you know, she it up played. For, for Coach Hagen. She yeah. played, obviously. And D1. Yeah, so I I, I trust Hawks. Coach Zabla to draw a play. Do you like the Fighting Hawks or no. should it the stay with the Sioux? How about we keep Sioux? The Fighting that, Sioux. Do you know that spells out Hawks? Yeah. Okay. I what are you? You gotta. You keep stalling. Okay. I need you. Let's wrap this pod up with yeah. you answering the question. Okay. One UMAC coach to draw up the last second play. Do we want to go current or do we want to go all time? Do whatever you want. I okay. mean, that's what I did. I just kind of took it and ran with it. I want Coach Fletcher. Who's now a Concordia you know, St. Paul. That was actually a name that came to mind because that dude could coach. I want him to draw up a look that we're going to get. You remember Felix? Felix? Coach Felix? No, no, the player for Bethany. One player of the year. How long ago was this? No. It was in our time. It was? I think so. Did he play against your brother? He played for Bethany. Did he play against your brother? Yeah. Okay, I may, I I may have not seen him play. He was know. good. He was okay. good. Um, I want Coach Fletcher calling up a play for Noah Ohm. And it, Noah, Noah, it could be off the dribble or it could be he's running off a few screens. And if you just give him a little real estate anywhere right wing extended falling away, he's going to make it happen. But I like the Tim Wendell poll that you had. And if I'm going to throw one for, you know, uh, Royston last year, throw it up to the tin. Coach Herbert calls the play Nielsen? and you just tip it in. Nielsen. Okay, so so you want one that I say for a current coach? It'd be like a, a play for Nielsen okay. from Garvin. You're saying, yeah, yeah. On Coach, like a Coach Garvin, yeah, just just throw it up to the try to try to dunk it off the inbound play. Could do that. What about the women's side? Do you have one? I gave you mine. Yeah, you did. Okay. 
You had Lexi Hagen. Obviously. Yeah, it's, okay. up, so, it's up to you. So I'm going to go with Coach Tussler. I want him calling up the play. I, I thought about that. He's played, he's he's played some big-time basketball before. Well. He's got he's got family connections. Who knows? Maybe he knows some plays from Coach Greg Gard somehow, some way. I mean, the silent assassin. His brother-in-law, Brad Davison, used to play for Wisconsin. And as much as it pains me to say, their program's at a better state than Minnesota right now, unfortunately. Well, pretty they, much they like keep taking Lakeville programs. Kids. What is it with Lakeville? Especially Lakeville North kids going to Wisconsin. I don't know. It's a problem. But, anyway. you know, the Gophers had a nice win over IUPUI recently. Yeah. Elijah Hawkins with Broke the incredible, the assist incredible stat line of two yeah. points and 17 assists. He didn't need to shoot. That'd be like me on Saturday morning basketball when I play if my teammates could make shots. Oh, you're setting them up. I'd have 17 Are you assists. throwing some guys under the bus? Maybe. What if they listen to this? I you're saying you set them up on a platter. I hope they do. Is that because you weren't confident in your own shot or you just like my to spread the broken. love around? My shot's broken. This isn't about <laughs> me, is though. Broken? This is about you picking somebody on the women's side. Okay. You said Tussler's the coach. Coach, coach but Tussler. Who's he drawing it up for? Coach Tussler is going to call the play, and it will be for a three ball double screen. Riley Hershey, best three point shooter in the league. You know it's the a, best play. You're going to trust. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong she's, with that. She's a bench player. Yeah, she's, that's she's what I'm just, saying. You she's scorching hot right now. You have now. all these stars you could pick, and you pick I Riley I think Hershey. he has a good enough. A brain and basketball mind, he's going to get her an open three-point look. So I took a coach you know who I like their you know experience and the ability to drop a play. I'd post up, Hannah guys fell down the block, <laughs> pass it into her, let her go to work. That'd be my play. What if they double her? Doesn't matter. She'll score through the double. <laughs> okay. That's the play. Anybody can draw that up. Same with Tim Wendell. Yeah. Well. He could even fade away could over f- Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot in his arsenal. That's all I got. You got more? No, we could, we could just keep it. Do you want to just keep name dropping? Well, he's not really coach anymore. Uh, I was going to say coach Ender, but you know, you can call him coach. I, he's I coach feel, for life. If I, you're I know coach, he is a coach for life. If you're a coach for more than coach. one year, you're a coach for life. Thank you for the questions. We'll get to the other ones on a future pod. I'll and just, they're even better I'll say ones. That. We may talk These about were the just the appetizers. We're going to talk about crowds. These are just the appetizers. We're going to talk about traveling. Yeah. Not traveling as in you walk like with traveling. the basketball, but traveling on the road. And we're going to talk about coaches playing basketball themselves. So that is a tease of what is to come. Wyatt, we have a lot of fun non-con matchups taking place this weekend. We're not necessarily going to name any out in specific, but best of luck to the UMAC going back to non-con play through the end of this calendar year. Make the conference proud. We'll maybe count some of those up at some point. We'll have one more pod before Christmas. Yep. So I'll say Merry Christmas. And I hope Merry we're back. Christmas. I hope we're back next week, but nothing is guaranteed in this life. We what? plan to have one. Merry Christmas Merry to you Christmas and yours. Though. I hope the gift shopping is going well, but don't stress out about it too you much. You a last minute gift shopping? Around, be around family. I still have some shopping to do, if I'm being honest. I, I know you don't. Part, no, I for the most part got it done, but there are a couple of things I still need to take care of. Some loose ends. Check down Charlie. You just check everything off. It's okay. Hey, uh, how about this? I'm going to give a shout out to my secret Santa here at work, everybody. Somebody got me... I thought you were going to say their name. I'm no, like, I don't do know, know who it is. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Somebody got me a. If you've watched The Office before, you Which see many Jim, of our listeners. Many of our yeah. listeners probably have. Or just look it up. Jim puts Dwight's stapler in Jello. My Secret Genius. Santa recreated. Did he put a that. few other things in there too? Or was he it put just Michael's a coffee mug in there too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and My Secret Santa recreated that. I got to say, I'm impressed. So It, it touched you. When you saw it at your desk and you came in I today, laughed. you were you I, were, I laughed. You were so touched. He was emotional. I was not. Believe emotional. it or not, why it was emotional? That's a little strange. If you're getting emotional, well, over laughing a gift, is an emotion. But, no, it is. So I guess I was <laughs> emotional in that sense. Um, so, anyways, 
that's that's the kind of gift giving. If you can get to that level, you're doing something right. I'll just, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I bet there are some people who play Secret Santa who are listening. Probably. Yeah. Well, you do. I know. I am. I'm not going to. I'm not, not going to tell you though any more details. So, anyways, than hopefully you've gotten your Christmas shopping done, and if not, you have. That's okay. And it's not the reason for the season. If you can't go out and buy something, you know how to get straight to someone's heart. Well, food, Christmas cookies. Yeah, yeah I mean that's <laughs> always a good option, but. Anyways, you take us out on that. You don't no. want to just keep rambling. Yeah, we should. We, we should, we should mean, probably close. Remember, this up. we no, we have to have one more episode because I give my college football playoff predictions. Yes, That'll and we have more episode. questions to get to, and we have more questions from Coach so. Sane. Be more speaking of, a, of questions, it'll be more of a lighthearted episode on the next one we do. It will be. Speaking of questions, we would love to hear from you as always. Let us know what we can do better, what you like, what you don't like. As Wyatt likes to say, if I can quote him, we're big boys. We, we might can not listen it. to you, but you can still <laughs> let us know, and we'll take it. We appreciate any and all kinds of feedback and questions that you would like us to talk about on this pod or topics that you would like for us to discuss. Shoot us an email, uaotheumac at gmail.com. That's U-A-O-T-H-E-U-M-A-C, U-M-A-C at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter as well. Search unlike any other, the UMAC or at UAO, the UMAC, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Get a hold of us. We would love to interact with you. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Lord willing. We will be back next week. Hope you enjoyed this first of many recaps to come this season. We are alive and well. Enjoy it because it'll be gone before you know it. Talking college basketball in a league that is unlike any other.